This is episode number 10 of the Chaycast. We will be discussing the hurricanes in Honduras with Miguel. To learn more and support Che Relief's efforts in Honduras, visit us on Instagram, where our handle is at Che Clinic, our website, checlinic.org, or give us a call. Our Austin phone number is 512-840-1273, and our Dallas phone number is 972-432-7783. We are taking both monetary donations through our GoFundMe and material donations at our clinic locations. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Chaycast. I'm Steve. I'm Tara. And I'm Miguel. <laughs> this week we have uh, Miguel on, so we're going to talk to Miguel. How's, how's it going, Miguel? How are things for you, brother? All right, doing all right with some water in Honduras, but... We're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, let's get to that. But first, we have a few questions. Tara has some questions for you. Yeah, so first, we'd like to introduce you to our audience. So can you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, as you guys know, my name is Miguel, uh, Miguel Sierra. I am, uh, I work with Che uh, from Honduras. I'm currently a designer and also part of the marketing team. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, nice to meet you. I also want to ask for a little bit more background about you. What led you to working in the sexual healthcare, you know, realm? You know what I mean? It's a different reason for everyone. So what was it for you? So um, I had this friend that was working with Che a while ago. Um, he kind of introduced me to the whole uh, Che perspective and what sexual health care was about and uh, the way people get help through sexual health. And it was pretty interesting to me. It was uh, a door that I had never seen before that opened and that actually came out pretty great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of, you just kind of learned a little bit more about it and it became like more and more interesting as you learned. I feel like that's kind of how it went for me too. Like I, I learned a little bit and I was like, I definitely want to learn more about this. So I definitely understand. Um, so I'm wondering in your work in sexual health care, what is an important issue surrounding sexual health, sexual health care, sexuality in Honduras? Sexuality still seen as a taboo in Honduras, like mm -hmm. um, since Honduras is a very Christian Catholic country, people still see sexuality and anything that has to do with sex as, as a sin or as you're going to go to hell. Right. Yeah, like religion, uh, like I'm a, I'm a believer, but I believe religion just doesn't let you more that that step forward into right. understanding how things are going. Right, right. And that that kind of creation of taboo around sexuality and sexual health care, 
I experienced this also um, with my family being from the Caribbean and going back to the Caribbean myself. Like there is a taboo around that and that creates a stigma, which we talk about in a lot of other episodes, but that can make it a lot harder for people to find help and learn more about, you know, sexual health and being sexually healthy. Um, So I wonder in thinking about that taboo that's created and that stigma that's created, what steps do you think could or should be taken to address it? Um, first of all, it's a matter of education, educating people into, yeah, understanding that we're all different, uh, there are different ways of thinking, there are different paths that you want to follow, and I am in no right to judge you as you are in no right right to judge me. Right. Right. It's about treating other people with respect and also treating yourself with respect, too. Right. And learning more. Yeah. That makes total sense. OK, well, it's really nice to meet you. I'm excited. Um, and I think it's going to be really important to talk about the situation in Honduras with the hurricane. So let's take a break right here um, and get into that after our break. We'll be right back. Not all pharmacies are created equal. Free delivery, expert staff online refills? These are the basics you should expect from your pharmacy. Avita has the basics covered, and so much more. Avita specializes in PrEP, HIV, and affirming LGBTQ care. When you fill your prescriptions with Avita, they automatically enroll you in any available cost-saving programs, they stay on top of your refills, and they'll even deliver your medication directly to you for free. And if you ever have any questions or problems, their pharmacist can be reached 24-7. You're more than just a prescription, and that's why Avita is more than just a pharmacy. Ready for Avita to join you in your healthcare journey? Transfer today at avitapharmacy.com slash transfer. Okay, so welcome back, everybody. Um, so, Miguel, tell us a little bit about the situation in Honduras right now. Sure. So, about three weeks ago, we were pretty much informed that there was a huge storm going on um, close to Central America. Uh, it then became a stage five hurricane uh, that that was called ETA, 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 ETA. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were not very aware of the situation. Um, everyone just felt comfortable at homes. And uh, ETA came into Honduras as a very par- powerful storm. It didn't come in as a hurricane. Wow. But the thing is that when people uh, think of a hurricane, they think that that's what brings water, but no, like, as a storm, it still has the same amount of water as a hurricane. Right. It just doesn't have uh, very strong winds. So ETA came in as a very, very huge and strong storm, and it devastated a big part of the city where I was born, La Lima. Mm-hmm. Well, not a big part. It, it was completely flooded. Wow. Uh, People lost their homes, their, um, you know, their stuff, everything that we had worked for. Yeah. Uh, even my family, my mom, like we lost everything. That's uh, 
our refrigerator stove wow. everything was lost wow wow that's i'm so sorry that's devastating that's devastating i think and it <laughs> i think being over here in the states often there's like this disconnect that you feel like this emotional disconnect so it's really good to hear from you how it is you know and you're actually there in honduras um i think learning about that i would like to know a little bit more about how people can get a, involved like what are the things that you all need over there right now and then could you also talk a little bit about che relief sure um well actually i was not done yet with what oh. happened in Honduras. Oh, yes say more. please say as much as you like. <laughs> later um after that happened after the first flooding happened uh, there was dot com before the storm because there was another storm forming again mm. close to Central America. This Is one that Iota? Iota. Uh, Iota, that's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it quickly became a, a stage five hurricane as, as well, and um, lots of water coming in as a storm. Yeah. And uh, once again, it flooded La Lima, and. It's been raining ever since, like, in 20 days, La Lima, El Progreso, like, the Sula Valley, which is basically where all the cities are, mm -hmm. has been flooded four times in 20 days. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Is that, like, a record or something, or is that is that kind of the norm? It is a record. This, this time it is, because we have had huge storms in Honduras before, but they would just flood the place once. But this time, uh, borders fell. Then we had the biggest dam in Honduras, which is, which is called El Cajon. Like it was full of water. They had to release water, and that flooded even more the cities. Yeah. Wow. It was it was a mix of disasters, and then yeah. um, our country not having the best. Uh, President, that yeah. Also, yeah, like help. We we were getting help from other countries and stuff, but it just didn't come in because they didn't allow it. So how how are you handling all this? It's hard. It is hard. Not gonna lie. Like uh, I worked a lot for what we had. Uh, I was telling someone a while ago that uh, my family and I always had like used stuff. Like we bought a used refrigerator or used stove. Yeah. And, and five years ago, I started working as well. And uh, it took me like four years to buy new refrigerator, new stove, new washing machine, new beds. And it all got lost five minutes wow. so it is hard i did cry as much as i could but then i reminded myself that my family my friends were fine i was able to get them out of la lima before the flooding started yeah. and uh, at the end of the day like you should be thankful for your family for your friends and right. whatever you work for already you can work for it again right right so hard. I'm so sorry, really. So, what do you think the outcome is going to be on this? How long do you think it's going to be until 
I mean, is, is the hurricane season over or is it still kind of going on? Hurricane season is over on November 30th. Well, there's still water coming in. Right. And I'm guessing um, it's going to be at least, well, the fact that this happened just uh, stuck Honduras 10 years further into growth, like, yeah, right. We're basically back into 2010 while all the countries are in 2020 going forward. But <clears throat> I think it's, it's a matter of um, how much help we get, even from our, our own government, in order to grow back. Otherwise, it's just going to be, we're just going to be stuck. Storms that hit so close together, that's, that's really hard. Yeah. Now, are you guys still going to uh, COVID down there too, or that like and at the same time the storm? So, with this two huge storms, people just forgot about COVID. Like, uh, people are in different uh, safe houses. They don't have masks, yeah. so we're expect yeah we're expecting a, a COVID a second COVID wave yeah. that might strike us in a harder way than it did before. Yeah, I mean it, it's harder. I would imagine to focus on like I guess protecting yourself and masks and stuff like that. Like there's higher priorities now when you know, your home has been destroyed or like, you know what I mean? You have to find like a safer place to be. Yes, like at the end of the day, you need to find a spot, not only for you, but for your family as well. Yeah. And uh, like a mask might not be what's more, most important in your head, although it is important right now, but like, I, I don't know, I wouldn't put myself into someone's head in that position. Fortunately, I I left La Lima about three months ago. I have my own apartment now, and I was able to bring my family here, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's really difficult. So what do the day-to-day -day like over there right now, would you say, in kind of the aftermath of this? It's it's still raining, like, I'm sure people are still dealing with flooding. What is that like right now? Uh, it got flooded yesterday, so it is still raining. Mm. Yes, it is still raining. We're expecting at least a week or two more rain. Oh my gosh. Wow. So it's nonstop. That's really hard to hear. I'm sorry. Hard to hear all that, brother. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess, do you have anything else to say about the situation? Before I talk about you know, how people can teach you about Yeah. Situation is hard. I strongly believe that it's not a situation that's gonna stop us from growing again. Yeah. There's this saying in Spanish, which is, um, I can't recall, 
Give me one second. Mm -hmm. I, I want to try to translate it into into English so you guys can, can capture it as well. Um, it, it's kind of like, no hay pueblo más macho que el pueblo catracho de cual vengo yo. Like, it, it, pretty, much, it pretty much says that there's no stronger um, country or group of people as the Honduran people where I come from. So it's just right. uh, words that we can tell ourselves in order to grow again, know that we can work again for what we had and that um, whatever happened, happened yesterday and we just need to focus on whatever it is to come. Yeah, just trying to move forward and keep hope in that way, huh? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So could you talk to us a bit about how people can get involved and what sort of things you all need in Honduras right now? Yes. So as in right now, what people need the most is clothes, shoes. Um, they might need their refrigerators, uh, blankets beds because everything was lost right right so these are kind of the most dire things that you need most immediately the basics the basics that's right right for sure for sure and then could you speak a little bit about che relief as a way for people to get involved in this after hearing your story and what's happening in Honduras Yes, um, Charity was a or is a campaign that's built around the idea and uh, the wish to help the Honduran people at this moment. Um, its main focus is to give those who lost everything a portion or um, part of what they lost in order to have them grow again. Yeah. Make that path easier than what it was before. Right, right, for sure. And with Che Relief, you're able to donate um, goods like like the ones you described, like the basics, like clothing, like shoes, things like that. But also, I think we are taking monetary donations as well. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Monetary donations are also uh, taken. Um, if you're not able to just ship a refrigerator, you can easily send the money. We'll make sure uh, to get stuff that people need and help those who need at this right. moment. Right, right. Got it. Um, let's yes. take a break right here and we'll talk a little bit more about Che Relief and the impact of relief efforts. To learn more and support Che Relief's efforts in Honduras, visit us on Instagram where our handle is at Che Clinic, our website checlinic.org, or give us a call. Our Austin phone number is 512-840-1273, and our Dallas phone number is 972-432-7783. We are taking both monetary donations through our GoFundMe and material donations dropped off to our various locations. Thank you. Okay. 
Okay, we're back for some final thoughts real quick. Um, yeah, my heart goes out to the people of of, of Honduras, uh, especially Miguel, because you're somebody that we know personally that, that's been impacted by this. Um, I hope things are better for your friends, family members down there. Uh, and I think we might even have a few more questions to ask you real quick here. Yeah, I just wanted for all the audience that's listening and hopefully is touched by this and does want to help out more, could you tell them how to get in contact with Che Relief, how they can donate to Che Relief, where they can find that information? Sure. They can find information about Che Relief in our social media, checlinic.org uh, as well. Uh, that's our website. Um, at Che Clinic on Instagram and Center for Health Empowerment on Facebook. We are regularly posting about Che Relief and uh, they can also call us on our uh, general line, our phone numbers for Che Clinic, which is 512-840-1273 for Austin and uh, 972-432-7783 for Dallas. In Honduras, um, every help, as little as you can see it, has a huge impact. Um, in Honduras, you win our, our minimum wage is uh, three hundred and fifty dollars, and uh, basic basket, which is your essential needs, is like four hundred dollars. So, any help that we can get is a huge improvement to a person's lifestyle and uh, way of living. Um, open your heart and feel free to donate to Che Relief and look for more information on any of the places that Miguel has shared with us. So that's our social media, that's our website, that's our numbers. Please, please do that. Hey, Miguel, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. Uh, be safe, brother. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Um, it was a pleasure to be a part of Chaycast. Yes. Thank you guys for hearing us. Thank you so much for being our guest. And stay safe out there. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. To learn more and support Che Relief's efforts in Honduras, visit us on Instagram, where our handle is at Che Clinic, our website, checlinic.org, or give us a call. Our Austin phone number is 512-840-1273. Our Dallas phone number is 972-432-7783. Again, we are taking both monetary and material donations. Thank you. Please donate. Have a great week. Stay awesome.